It's Monday, May 2nd, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and a delegation of U.S. lawmakers pledged Sunday to support Ukraine until it secured victory against Russia after meeting with Ukraine's leader in the capital city of Kyiv. The U.S. comments came as Moscow's military advance stalled and Russian officials blamed saboteurs for an attack inside its territory. Our delegation traveled to Kyiv to send an unmistakable and resounding message to the entire world. America stands firmly with Ukraine, Mrs. Pelosi and the members of Congress who traveled with her, all Democrats, said in a statement after their Saturday meeting with President Volodymyr Zelensky. The Ukrainian president conveyed a clear need for continued U.S. security, economic, and humanitarian assistance in Ukraine's fight to repel the Russian advance, they said. At a Sunday news conference in Rzezow, Poland, Representative Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, said the U.S. commitment wouldn't end until victory is won. The Biden administration has said it won't send U.S. troops to fight inside Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukraine on Monday said it sank two Russian naval vessels in the Black Sea with drone strikes as explosions rang out once again in Russia's border region of Belgorod and heavy fighting continued in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine released video footage of what it said were Bayraktar TB2 armed drones hitting the two Raptor-class patrol boats at 4.51 a.m. Monday near Snake Island a Ukrainian island that Russian forces captured on the first day of the war on February 24th. Both boats appeared to be hit, but it wasn't clear whether they had sunk. The island has heavy symbolic importance for Ukraine because its defenders refused to surrender, according to the Ukrainian version of events that has grown into a national legend. Back in the U.S., as new Omicron variants further infiltrate the country, a jumble of signals suggests the latest increase in COVID-19 infections hasn't sparked a commiserate surge in severe illness, even as risks remain. COVID-19 virus levels detected in wastewater in the Northeast, the first region to see significant concentrations of the easily transmitted Omicron BA.2 variant, appear to have flattened out in the past two weeks. COVID-19 hospital admissions have risen in the region, but they remain far below levels during earlier surges that indicated widespread severe illness and taxed healthcare facilities. The fast-mutating virus still poses risks. New York State is a hotspot for rising cases from another, even more easily spread version known as BA.2.12.1. According to Johns Hopkins University, Cases have recently risen to a seven-day moving average above 55,000 a day. In financial news, U.S. stock futures edged up, starting May on a positive note after major indices logged their worst month since the pandemic began. Futures tied to the S&P 500 rose 0.5% after the broad market index closed down 3.6% on Friday. NASDAQ 100 futures also added 0.5%, pointing to a moderate rebound in technology stocks after the opening bell. Oil prices slid as global benchmark Brent crude fell 2.8% to trade at $104.19 a barrel. Investors are awaiting the Federal Reserve's policy meeting on Wednesday for more signals on the pace of monetary tightening, with markets anticipating another rate increase to counter the highest inflation in decades. And, 
The U.S. Census Bureau is changing the definition of an urban area. Under the new criteria, more than 1,300 small cities, towns, and villages designated urban a decade ago will be considered rural. That matters because urban and rural areas qualify for different types of federal funding. Some communities worry the change could affect health clinics in rural areas as well as transportation and education funding from federal programs. The Census Bureau is switching to housing units instead of people as the basis for calculating what should be an urban area. Bureau officials say the change will make it easier to update between once-a-decade headcounts in the U.S. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.